Thank you so much for listening to The Way We Get By. I'm Tim Rhodes. I'm here with my son, Liam. Hi. How's it going, Liam? I'm doing good. Awesome. Well, we're excited about this uh, this next interview. Dia Parker is the executive director of Los Vecinos de Buford Highway, and they are doing some amazing things right now to um, respond to people in great need during uh, this, uh, this coronavirus pandemic. We can't wait for you to hear this interview, so we'll uh, take it away right now. Here's the interview with Dia Parker. Bye. Uh, we are joined now. Uh, I'm really excited to speak with her. Dia Parker, she is executive director of Los Vecinos de Buford Highway. Uh, hey, Dia, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Tim. How are you? Uh, we're, we're hanging in there, making it. We're doing the whole uh, working from home slash schooling from home schooling in quotation marks because we're not doing a great job of it but <laughs> so how is everything well first of all can you uh for people who are listening that may not know anything about los vecinos can you share about the organization absolutely um vecinos means neighbors in spanish for anyone listening who doesn't know just that one word in the name of our organization and we have a mission to cultivate community magnify voices and grow future leaders we do this by having monthly dinners in apartment complex, primarily of Beeford Highway Corridor. Um, we have dinners in Brookhaven, Shambly, Dorville, and Dunwoody. And we've also started to have some dinners in Norcross, Lilburn, Lawrenceville, and Sandy Springs as well. Just sort of some of wow. the neighboring um, communities where uh, folks primarily speak um, Spanish as their first language. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have tenants organizing um, under our name in those areas as well. Awesome. Um, in our community dinners, we discuss community issues, whether it's, I don't know my neighbors very well, all the way up to, I really need to find a lawyer who's not going to steal my money um, and, <laughs> you know, sort of oversee uh, my immigration case. So we sort of try to connect folks to a lot of the uh, resources that are already avail- available and offered by the Center for Community Services or the Latin American Association um, and other partners all over uh, the greater Atlanta area um, Mm -hmm. to fulfill those community needs. That's awesome. Can you share about the, I guess, the inception of this? Can you share, I I don't know how many, if there's a lot of people that may or may not know about the Buford Highway Corridor, but what was kind of the the impetus or the reason for, for starting this organization? Right. Yes. So it's a pretty uh, ex- like quick timeline, but also slow at the same time. <laughs> For the last 10 to 15 years, the characteristic of uh, the socioeconomic background and primary language of the folks living uh, along the Beaufort Highway corridor, particularly the five mile stretch that uh, goes through Brookhaven, Shambly and Doraville mm-hmm. um, has changed a lot. And we've just seen like a lot of uh, gentrification and, um, you know, the pushing out of uh, tenants and residents who have lived there for a very long time. Unlike other parts of Georgia or even probably other parts of our nation, Buford Highway is an area where renters rent for 15 years on average. So this isn't a transient population when we're talking about renters. And as far as the counties, whether it's DeKalb or Gwinnett, or the cities um, in the that go, that stretch along the corridor, they don't really do a great job of ensuring that renters' voices or renters' issues are at the forefront of their policies and strategies. I personally experienced displacement from the city of Brookhaven in 2015. I was a junior in college at Oglethorpe University, 
um, and my family and I received notice that our apartment complex that we lived in um, for 15 years at the time um, had been purchased by a new by a pet property to luxury condos um, that we had 28 days. Like I've said, didn't speak English as the language. And so they had signed their lease, not knowing that, you know, they were supposed to get their deposit back mm-hmm. when the landlord breaks the lease, just these like simple things. And so that's when I personally got the, you know, real um, gut fire reaction that, you know, we needed to do something. I met Rebecca Cohen Morris um, and Marco Palma and I had already been friends before starting the organization and the three of us sort of um, heads together and decided that be a, you know, legal organized entity. Um, but before that, the idea of folks who weren't the typical, we do outreach to them came mm-hmm. from, um, at Cross Keys high school. She was a freshman at the time, just graduated last year. Um, uh, and we asked her, we were like, well, what would get your mom, um, you know, more civically engaged, more involved in what's going on with the schools. She was like, if my mom can throw a dinner party, she won't care what the subject matter is as long <laughs> as she gets to to entertain. I mean, it was that key cultural, that key cultural component that we held on to and wow. really made our model. That's awesome. That's amazing. I so so the one of the one of the things I was really curious to talk to you about is. Um, this organization is doing so many um, amazing things, and I feel like during during this kind of time of social distancing and um, where very essential, very like very essential jobs are are people are having to to not go to their jobs. And I mean anything you know from kids not being able to school and get breakfast and lunch all the way up to you know these these fears of not having money to pay rent, just this this unknown. Um, how how is Los Vecinos um, reacting? How is it responding to these kind of fears that are that are definitely kind of rippling through the community? Yeah, it's it's a heavy time right now, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of uh, you know our model relies our apartment captains interfacing directly with their neighbors and their community mm-hmm. members, um, and so having a you know, restroke structure and show folks who didn't really have an email address until they started hanging out with us, uh, how to use um, Google Meets. and uh, um, But folks are just, you know, really wanting to talk to one another. We have a WhatsApp group where folks are putting oh, awesome. a lot of uh, Bible verses and um, just words of wisdom um, and comforting one another in, in this time. Um, and folks have already, you know, just from the last, like, three years that we've been in existence, um, the community just, you know, really uh, clings to itself. um, And really, everyone's really trying to be really uplifting right now. Uh, And then we immediately looked at our funds. um, And with the, uh, along with the Latino Community Fund of Georgia, um, you know, we looked at our fundraising power and our fundraising ability. And we were, and we all said collectively that we would divert funds um, a certain amount um, to provide financial assistance, especially wow. for folks who are not able to be eligible for federal mm-hmm. assistance with rent, um, with the groceries, um, with, uh, you know. So we uh, immediately started a Facebook fundraiser um, and our uh, fiscal, pre- previous fiscal sponsor, but one of our major uh, funding sources, LCF, they immediately started reaching out to 
folks uh, and to grantors who they're already getting grants from um, to make sure that we could use funds that we currently have and that they currently have. Um, and so they've pledged a certain amount to the community to ensure that folks are at least able to pay their rent. Um, we put out an application last Sunday and we got over 50 applications wow. um, kind of over the last couple of days. And the need is great. If we were to fund every single uh, application, counting some duplicates, um, if we were to fund every single last one of those at, for the full amounts that folks need, that would be over $50,000. Wow. Um, so since we're unable to do that, but we are trying to fundraise at least 10000 to replace the $10,000 that we have committed to redirecting towards this great need, we're offering partial rent payments, so $200 uh, mm. per household for applicants who, who are who are deemed eligible under the criteria that uh, we've sort of discussed as a, as a coalition and as a collaborative. Um, we're not the only organization offering rent assistance. Um, there are other organizations in uh, Athens and uh, all over the state of Georgia who are also funded um, by the Delivering on the Dream Table with LCF Georgia, um, who are also offering the funds as well. So we're all, as a cohort, of raising funds collectively. Hopefully mm -hmm. that means more funds for our families here on Beaufort Highway. Um, but yeah. as far as I know, outside of church organizations, I think this fund is the only one of its kind. And uh, we're calling folks today to let them know that we have checks for them on Friday. For, for those who, who've made it through the application process um, for, for this first round. Um, and hopefully we'll have numbers on how much we've dispersed um, soon. And hopefully we'll have more, <laughs> we'll have more folks coming in who, who really wanna give and really wanna help folks. Um, Cause a hundred, I wanna say not a hundred percent, but over 90% of the applicants uh, have lost their job in the last two to three weeks. Gosh. Um, a lot of it due to uh, a restaurant or a construction mm -hmm. site or, you know, just being shut down because yeah. it was not deemed a necessary, you know, um, uh, function currently. Yeah. So, um, so folks are, are you know, not going to be able to their rent next Wednesday on April 1st. Um, and they need assistance immediately and they're probably not be eligible for whatever federal or state or uh except mm -hmm. uh, they probably won't be eligible for it wow is um so one thing i have noticed that's been really encouraging is not only on you know on your facebook page uh just all the information that you're sharing but also the fundraiser is there can you direct people who are listening and may want to be try to help out in some some way the best way to kind of reach out and and assist financially yes the best way and the easiest way to explain it, uh, through, like through this format <laughs> without yeah. like a link, um, is to visit our new website, uh, vecinosbh.org. That's okay. B-E-C-I-N-O-S-B-H dot O-R-E slash donate. Um, and just that gives uh, through like our PayPal and our little, you know, through our website. Um, and we receive those funds directly. Um, and we are a 501c3, so anyone who does donate um, will receive, you know, a tax letter um, for their taxes next year. So. Awesome. 
Well, thank you so much. Is there anything I, f- I feel like before I go, is there anything that maybe I haven't asked or that you would like to share or anything that I might have missed or something that important that you would like to, to share about the organization? Um, no, I just do want to say that although, you know, times are, you know, really trying and this mm-hmm. isn't what we thought we would be doing right now, yeah. <laughs> um, seeing the community come together like this, having spaces to just, you know, talk, share um, and just connect with people has been so invaluable and so mm. amazing to see. And I'm just so happy to, uh, to be in a place in my life where every day is about service and every wow. day the community that we serve um, is uplifted and uh, uplifting one another. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for for I know this was uh, I'm, part, I'm, I know things are cra- crazy right now. So it really means a lot for you to do this. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank you. All right. Once again, that was Dia Parker with Los Vecinos de Buford Highway. Definitely check them out. Uh, their website, again, is vecinosbh.org. V-E-C-I-N-O-S-B-H dot O-R-G. So, Liam, how did everything go? What do you think about that? Um, it was good. You think it was really interesting? Yeah. So, um, so Leah, we, so she was speaking about Los Vecinos de Buford. We actually live really close right along the Buford Highway corridor and uh, work a lot with, um, and, and, and interact a lot with families, families that live in these apartment complexes, um, along this corridor. Um, Liam, was there any, is there something you might have learned from this, uh, from this interview about Los Vecinos or about the Buford Highway corridor, maybe? Too many things. Too many things. One thing that, that I think one stat that really surprised me that was she said that over 90% of the applicants that they received um, were people that have lost their jobs to some extent, whether it be you know food industry related, construction related. Many, many people have lost their jobs at a time where um, with rent bills coming up very shortly, um, it has um, become increasingly stressful uh, for these families. That was, a, that was a really surprising statistic. Well, I guess that is it. That's it for us this episode. Thank you so much again for listening. So, Liam, can you do us a favor and uh, leave us on our uh, four important rules here during the social distancing? Wash your hands, stay at home, don't get infected, and love your neighbor. Mm-hmm.